This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. <laughs> Welcome to the My Old Man Said podcast. I'm David Michael, the editor of MyOldManSaid.com and your host joining me for something for the weekend where we uh, hear the typing. Sorry. Chris Bird. Pay attention, I'm talking to you. All right, Jamie Redknapp. <laughs> Look me in the eye, you fucker. <laughs> joining me, as usual, for something for the weekend or SFTW, as the kids call it. Mr. Chris Bird, welcome. Hello, sir. How you doing? Not much has been happening in my life, but I think we should just crack on with this. Let's. Uh, anybody who's listening for the first time, this isn't the main show. The main show uh, can be found on whatever podcast app you are listening to before this. This is just literally a quick catch-up where we always begin the ceremony of something for the weekend with a Villa Minute. power of the villa minutes we always uh hopefully get sent some uh mighty expensive watches do we have one this week because we uh we we failed last week we did, well we didn't bother did we? we we got banished to the uh by the watch gods last week any anything come into our po box this week well we've had a little uh, you, i sent you to pick them up i trust you bud yeah so, this uh, this this one we've had a we've had a worldie actually perfect timing as well for the trip to play the eagles we've actually received two 20th anniversary uh, Louis Monet Russian Eagle timepieces. There's only 28 of these made in the world. We did ask if you can theme it because you know we we want to uh, you know add add some layers to this these watches. So if you could theme it to the opponents, that would help. It and, helps hugely. Uh, they did it very well. So here we've got two of only 28 made that are white, gold, and sapphire. Uh, it depicts two-headed eagle of the Byzantine origin. 
holding its talons the uh, scepter of the Orthodox Church and the shield of St. George, the patron saint of Slavic peoples. So Very symbolic, this watch. Yeah, I mean, and it's literally a watch you cannot get hold of. You have to uh, submit a purchase request to be linked up for the chance to buy one, if you can get access to one, which you can't. They're currently actually not even on sale, but these ones, are uh, they're a cool 250 grand each. So how are we going to sell these on the, on the sleigh? How, how, do we, how do we offload these? Send them to Russia? What, to fuel their war against oh, yeah, Ukraine? True. I don't think so. Uh investments we, we have to find out a way we can sell them then we can send the funds to the ukraine frontline oh good idea okay, let, let leave that one with me i'm sure i'll be able to uh, david always knows a man find somewhere on the dark web to uh, offload these beauties uh, right anyway let's uh, let's use them once just to uh, time the villa minute go after, a, after the false start at the seaside against Bournemouth, Villa returns to the home comforts and the arrival of Frank Lampard's stuttering toffees to Villa Park. Mings the Merciless and Watkins were back in the starting lineup as Gerrard went in for the kill with two up top. On one of the hottest days at Villa Park in years, the game never really got going, bar an Everton offside goal as both sides wilted in the first half heat. Before Danny Ings superbly smashed Villa ahead after a great counter-attack. Just as the second half began to drift, come of the man as fan favourite, Emi Buendia arrived off the bench to add some sparkle as he ran the show in his 30-minute cameo, deservedly adding the second goal in front of the halt end in a classy fashion, as Watkins claimed his second assist of the game. Job done, or was it? From a walk in the park, Villa began to invite pressure and gifted an OG from Mr Half-and-Half Scarf himself, Lucas Dina. From the restart, a stoppage time turned into carnage. Villa's game management went up in smoke. Instead of five minutes of LA football to the finish line, Villa managed to nearly snatch a draw from the jaws of victory, stuttering over the line to a 2-1 victory. Still, mm. three points is three points, but there are questions that remain unanswered and a major injury to Diego Carlos. Next up, Sellers Park to hopefully clip the Eagles' wings before the League Cup road trip to Bolton. Ooh, do you think we'll get through that Bolton game, Chris? Just about. <laughs> what, just because of the sheer excitement? Well, uh... We stuttered at the end of that Everton game, but importantly, unlike Wolves, unlike Leeds last season when got we were over the line. Up or two goals lead, we, we got over the line and I think uh, we do need some momentum, so uh, a big positive in that respect in terms of uh, confidence because reasonably easy start on paper if there's such a thing, so if you're not picking up wins, then suddenly uh, you're making life very hard for yourself. Right, the main uh, reason we do these something for the weekends are to react to Stephen Gerrard's press conference. Uh, the main thing, as always, is the injuries, and he gave uh, an insight into his take on the Carlos injury. And it's, I think it's pretty much what I've said on the show and uh, on social media, that we're not going to be rushing out to slap another $26 million on a centre-back. Because A, you've got a rising wage bill as it is, you've got a stadium to build in the future, and it's just you just can't stockpile players of the same position. We've already got five centre-backs on the book. And that's not counting, you know, young players uh, in the academy, etc. So it would just be reckless to uh, go out and buy a uh, long-term big centre-back. I mean, there's, there's people trying to will it into uh, happening by saying, oh yeah, but it's for the long-term because Mings would be going uh, anyway and, uh, you know, this player would be going anyway. So we're, it's like, yeah, we're all well and good planning for the distant, distant future, but you've got to, you do this one step at the time. And in Villa's, Villa were quite audacious putting £26 million on a on a centre-back. That's not something we expected was it no it was a big it was a, it was a big move to get him to compare to other needs in the in the squad and the fact that they did do that and they did it very early it was a very calculated move to actually uh, get him that early suggests that they wanted to pull the rug from any other club's feet so this is not something with two weeks to go that you can pull the same masterstroke to get him if he was indeed a, a masterstroke but you know the jury's still out in terms of uh, what he did in the villa shirt because obviously he didn't have a chance to do very much no 
So as Gerard has said, it, it's uh, it said it's something we're analysing now. We're having talks behind the scenes to decide what we do. But importantly, he said, I don't think there's an urgent need. We've got full. We've still got three fully fit centre halves that are ready to go. We've got Courtney Hawes that has just joined the group and is back in full training. I always thought they would be thinking of uh, getting Courtney Hawes out. And I've just blocked that loan now, haven't they? Initially, when Carlos came in, but the problem is he was injured. People want to get signed players on loan for the here and now. So now uh, Carlos is injured. I, the easiest thing to do, and and probably the most sensible thing to do before you think of anything else, is just to say, right, we'll keep Hawes and go as, and then any problems January gives us another option. Yeah. Unless, unless you you know you have that sort of opportunity arises and you think, oh, wow, this is actually a really interesting move. We can do this bit free or get creative with a loan or something. But I don't see us dropping, I don't see us dropping big money on, on anyone. No, and unfortunately, it creates a situation where for two weeks, people like the Birmingham Mail or whatever are just going to link us to every Tom, Dick and Harry that's ever played centre-back. Rob and that's Holden seems happening. to have had his name thrown around, which is ridiculous. So uh, it's going to create a load of bullshit media, but uh, literally... A very safe option is not to do anything because you've got to think about this financially as well. And as you said, it's very much opportunity knocks if you can get something. And they, by the way, they have to be better than the four we've got to get anybody Who in. have all shown they can do it. May not necessarily have the consistency, but they've all shown they can. And if you can get Konza back to the level he was at sort of under the, yeah, the post-lockdown, they're great. And Chambers is a good player. I mean, defensively, it's it's about the team yeah. defending. It's not necessarily about the back four because when you get that right, as this unit has shown, you know, they had 15 clean sheets in a in a team that finished 11th ultimately. Now, if you get the rest of the team right, and I think Kamara suddenly upgrades that defence anyway mm. because you've got somebody who drops back in between the two centre-backs when they're playing the ball out, and he's a lot more composed on the ball than any of our centre-backs. So that improves our possession from the back, which is a major, major factor in all of this. And you've got somebody who's, uh, you know, six foot when we're uh, when we're back defending. One of the things that Villa suffer from is is stature, and they haven't they haven't even got that. Uh, a lot of teams have that uh, six foot plus centre forward who, when defending corners, is always useful because he's another man, big mm-hmm. man at the back. And we haven't got that, and that's what we suffer. So so Kamara helps us in that respect. So people saying, oh, we haven't upgraded the defence. We haven't upgraded defence. Now Carlos is gone. It's like, well, we have in terms of Kamara being in there. So uh, we needed a couple of players to gel certain parts of the team together to improve the team. And Kamara does that at the back. I think we're just missing that, uh, you know, as we keep saying. Uh, that number eight also helped defensively, but also uh, set a foundation for things going forward as well. But uh, I'm sure we'll discuss that later. Yeah. Uh, Gerard seems happy about his attacking threats in terms of, uh, I mean, he said uh, big talents who bring uh, different skill sets. And he's was talking about rather than being a definitive lineup, his first 11, it's more horses for courses was the words he used. Well, it gives them tactical flexibility, which I suppose they need, depending on the opposition, etc. You know, the likes of Watkins, Ings, Buendia, Coutinho, there's not, there's not many levels above that, is there? Not until you're going into like, you ain't going to get anyone better without playing in the Champions League, probably. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I think we're and we're you know we're taking it as far as we can, and it's about getting a tune out of them because the, the talent is there. So it's all on the manager. I've said it a few times. 
Yeah, a lot of what is going to happen this season is very much on the coaching staff's shoulders, really. Yeah, because they've been backed, and he's uh, Gerard has admitted that. You know, he's reasonably happy with the the summer business and the business he'd done in the previous transfer window. It's like everything's there now. That whole sort of no excuses culture is like, well, you've got to go and, as he said himself, they've got to go and walk the walk now. A few weeks ago, you got people moaning about, oh, we need another striker, Ings and uh, Watkins are, are useless. They, oh, we need a proven Premier League striker. Who? And I looked into that and there's no such thing that you can actually get because the the proven Premier League strikers, they all play for the top four clubs. And then anybody else hasn't, in the last three seasons, hasn't done what Ings or Watkins have done. Realistically, the players that have outscored Watkins in the last three seasons have—they're either playing for Spurs, Liverpool, Manchester City, playing Champions League. They're never going to move to Villa. Like it's not even in the conversation. They're deep in contracts. They're getting paid ridiculous amounts of money. So, in terms of proven Premier League strikers, we have got as good as we could ever expect to get. Probably better. These guys, if the team is playing, if if the manager sorts it out, everybody's fit. They quality wise have the ability. You know, Ings has scored over twenty goals in the season. Watkins, Watkins should have was so close the first season with us the amount of times he hit the woodwork or had dubious far decisions ruling off his goals would have been very close to 20 goals and you expect improvement from him I mean he's got to get he's got to I think he's won two goals away from uh, actually getting his confidence back and I mean I thought he looked reasonably good against Everton he certainly obviously deserved his two assists I think he did well for both goals and, Ing- and Ings took his goal really well you kind of go actually it was a pretty a pretty much a job well done from the, the two forwards against Everton yeah, I mean, Watkins brings a lot in terms of he, he can occupy the back line mm-hmm. of the opposition. He's just got to get his first touch sorted out. Yeah, he probably should have scored that one when he runs through against Pickford and his first touch is crap, isn't it? But these are like little yeah, tweaks. This will come with sharpness and confidence and stuff. You know, you see him getting that finishing coaching during pre-season and you're thinking, uh, is it, is, are we getting to a, a point now where he's starting to overthink things and uh, he's not letting his instinct take over? When you overthink things... You take an extra touch. Instinct, you're hitting it first time you're scoring. This it's like boxing. You know, if if you start to overthink things, and I think this is what happened to Anthony Joshua, you, you split seconds and uh, you need to uh, hone your instinct rather than uh, overthinking things. But anyway, we're, we're, let's not go down that rabbit hole. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver-assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at UH1.com. That's UH1.com. 
Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. In terms of, uh, I think it was quite interesting what Gerard said about Palace uh, turning to the Palace game. Because he's talking about how he's changed their style, how he's brought in his own way, uh, his own philosophy. I'm quoting Gerard here. Uh, Vieira's brought his own philosophy and got it across to the players in a really admirable fashion. He's added exciting players and made the group very dynamic and exciting. He's added youth and talent to this group. He's done an amazing job. These are all the things that you you wouldn't expect Vieira to be saying about Gerard's time so far. Not at right Villa. Is that a fair comment? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think I think Vieira's done a good job. I remember we, when we recorded after the Palace game towards the end of last season, we were very impressed with how organised Palace were. They're obviously I don't know how different they are this season when they've they've not got Conor Gallagher, but they've certainly got enough firepower that can hurt you. Yeah, I would expect them to be more organised yeah. because you're talking about uh, time they, do, they look pretty good against Liverpool at Anfield yeah. you know, Liverpool haven't quite got going yet but I think Palace went there and did a really good job on them so this is the thing and also like Eddie Howe we're talking about managers in a reasonably uh, same time period that they've managed to instill their philosophy and well, they've got uh, more out of the some of the parts of haven't they this is the thing that we've levelled at Gerard. this is certainly something that seems to be becoming a little bit of the press narrative that's changed towards Gerard when they've actually yeah. looked down his stats and win percentages and stuff like that which isn't everything, but it, it it can sort of it can be the thing that makes you read a little bit more into watching them. And um, and these managers have made a better job out of probably lesser resources, you would say. Yeah, because Gerard's got good resources. Uh, I mean, I mean, unfortunate on the Carlos, but as we said, you know, we wouldn't expect him to drop twenty six million on a centre back necessarily. When it happened, you thought, oh yeah, okay, we're getting serious now. And we have capable. Uh, centre backs it's just they haven't been organised or uh, or focused or and they needed a they needed a kick up the backside in terms of competition and that's what Carlos brought to the to the party a big part as well as upgrading hopefully uh, through his own ability he would uh, upgrade the focus of you know his teammates in that position I mean Palace historically if we just talk about the Premier League we're kind of uh, similar beasts in terms of record and this is something in the 90s uh, I would never accept if somebody said to me, oh, yeah, Villa, they're like Palace. You'd be like, no, no, yeah. no sorry, mate. But now this is how far we've fallen. We're, we are now seen as an equal to Palace from a neutral point of view. Who you know, doesn't matter really when you think about the resources of the clubs, et cetera, and stature, yeah. et cetera, the organisations. It shouldn't be even a conversation, really. No. So, I mean, this is something in the midterm we have to sort out is we've got to start beating these teams because we've played uh, in the Premier League uh, era 20 times and it's uh, seven wins each. I mean, of which a lot of their ones will have come, obviously, when Villa were crap during the yeah. sort of Lambert era, etc. Well, I think we're in the same position, aren't we? Probably, yeah. And look at what Lambert was buying. He was told to scrimp around. And here we are at the moment, we're, we're paying top dollar for uh, international players, uh, big players. And we're not really getting much uh, beyond uh, Lambert. If you're not finishing top half, you're kind of irrelevant in yeah. the Villa books yeah, yeah. Uh, in terms of you know history, in terms of Villa history. So, uh, you know, that, that's all I'll say on that matter. In terms of Palace, though, so, specifically, uh, how have they plugged the uh, the Gallagher loss? Well, they've been a little bit more defensive at, um, at Liverpool. They actually played a back five. Uh, they've been a lot more solid. 
So it's sort of like a four-five-one, of which that midfield is, is quite dynamic. Um, you know, with Eze and, and guys like that, and they've got a lot of pace and power in that team. It's going to be one of these ones where Villa are going to have to play good football because I think if you try and play Palace toe to toe at their own game, you, you're probably going to lose. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I was quite glad that they got rid of Ben Teke just because when he comes on against us, it's always like you just don't want to see him score. For it to happen, there's that kind of dread. So at least that's out of the way. So you can just focus. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think last time we played them, I, I, I said if it was one player we could sign from their team, uh, it would probably be Anderson at uh, centre-back, uh, who uh, I think he is a key key player, Joachim uh, Anderson. He did very well at Anfield on, on Monday yeah. night. I, I'm still surprised Jordan Ayew's uh, still there. Still on and, the books. Uh, like a regular in there, uh, it's it's like a forgotten player. He doesn't really get much of a mention. Uh, it's only when you, you you're facing Palace that you actually hear it. You, you go, oh shit, he's still around. Well, they've got some good players. You know, he's not he's not the not the main man, but he seems to get a look at. I think that's probably the thing they they lack really. Palace is a genuine goal scorer. Yeah, a bit like uh, Brighton had that uh, problem. They just didn't really have a uh, a goal scorer. A recognised. I mean, every club wants a twenty-goal season goal scorer. That's, it's one of those lazy things, as we were saying earlier on. It's like, but you know, what do they really exist uh, outside of the uh, top uh, top four or five, six teams? Are you more confident Villa away than Villa at home? Because Villa at home last season was a bit shocking. They were horrendous, weren't they? I mean, Bournemouth wasn't exactly uh, great evidence to back up uh, Villa being better away no, from no, home under exactly Gerard, not. but uh, but Villa have won six of their fourteen Premier League away games under Gerard, which is a forty three percent win percentage compared to just five out of fifteen home games. So, uh, why is that? I really don't know. I mean, it might be just due to who we've played. Um, I mean, I saw that Gerard has got the best away win win rate of any permanent Villa manager, which is mental when you think about it. When you think of some of the teams, like Martin O'Neill, O'Neill and the the, you know, the Gregory era and those early little years as well, when we were very very good, finishing fourth, etc. It might be that because we don't have to force the issue at teams, we can kind of be a little bit more solid and and then but are we and, solid? Open, and open. Well, when the game opens, I don't up. believe we're solid. No, I don't believe that. <laughs> but I think because teams open up a little bit more and chase the game against us more, you saw it against Everton. You know, they had two banks of four or four and a five, and it was just like really difficult to break down. I think Palace will have a bit more of a go at us and give us space to play. In, which, if you give Coutinho, Buendia, etc., these guys the space to play, they will hurt you. Yeah, yeah we saw that with you know, City on the last day of the season. City gave us a bit of space to play, in and we hurt them. Yeah, it's going to. I mean, it's like uh, against Bournemouth and uh, Everton, where we had a lot of the ball. We were struggling uh, to break down uh, low blocks or uh, parking the bus. And I thought the the brightest or the best intent we had at doing that was when Buendia came on against Everton. That was uh, somebody who was unpredictable and uh, was playing with imagination and, and, dynamic. And, and keeping them off balance or or starting to put them off balance, shall I say, in terms of you know rigid defensive uh, setup. So uh, I'd be interested to see if he starts, actually. I, do, I think he might push for a start in this one. I think Palace will allow us to have a bit of the ball. I don't think it's like going to be Villa playing the archetypal away, soaking up pressure and trying to hit them on the on the break. Because I think Palace are quite happy out of possession now. I mean, they. Were, I think Vieira said uh, Palace don't have any problems in possession, but the the main focus has been them off the ball and what he's trying to do there. And I think you saw the the fruits of that at Anfield. Well, they made it very difficult for you know a very good side. They were very well drilled. Villa you know, have to play well to go and get something from that game. There's an interesting uh, stat, and definitely when you uh, think about what happened uh, against Everton. Uh, 
last weekend. Uh, since their return to the Premier League in 2013, nine of Crystal Palace's 10 league goals against Aston Villa have been scored in the final 20 minutes of games. Right. I'm thinking Villa 1-0 up, and then last 10 minutes it'll be one all, won't it? Batten down the hatches. Well, it's just it's that clinical, you know, being clinical in both penalty areas and killing games. I remember the game against them last year, actually, away from home. We were tuning up, weren't we, going into stoppage time? We gifted them a stupid goal at the end when they didn't really deserve it. Yeah, I suppose you've also got to factor in that Henry Lansbury goal that was uh, unfairly chalked off. Oh, uh, God, don't. It didn't happen. It didn't happen. But recently we've done all right against yeah. Palish. Yeah, we've tended to do quite well of late. I mean, they've only picked up uh, four points in the last five Premier League games against Villa. So, uh, I mean, with that in mind, uh, Mum's pool panel result, what are you going for? I'm going for score draw, I think. Yeah. I think it'd be a tight one, this one. So if this was a competition, we were against each other. If it was like you get points, if you get it right, I think there's a temptation for me to go for no score draw here, but I would have to have more of a uh, a prize, if you know what I mean, mm-hmm. because it is it's obviously less likely to happen. But from what I've just said there, the 1-1, I think I would go score draw as well. So Crystal Palace versus Aston Villa, score draw. Before we go on, I just want to say thank you to the My Old Man Said members for supporting the show. If you want to uh, join us as My Old Man Said member, then go to uh, myoldmansaid.com to uh, sign up to get access to uh, ad-free versions of the show, extra podcasts, and also to join Match Club, the real uh, jewel of the membership, which uh, is basically our 24-7 community. Please go to myoldmansaid.com and uh, click on the members link and... uh, Get more details and sign up there. Also, don't forget to follow the show on social media at My Old Man Said on all platforms, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, etc. Right, anything uh, else to add to this game? Not from me. No, I think it's, it's, it's the next two games are a really good test, aren't they? I think Palace and West Ham are teams you'd kind of expect to maybe be in and amongst us and just to see where we're at in comparison to our direct competition. Yeah, I think it's one of those, if we don't get anything from this, it's going to be meltdown time. So uh, let's do this. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.